0: This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issues, how not having sex can make your life better.
1: What sexual energy actually was, what masculine and feminine energy actually is, but more important than that, well, that's actually really important, but another important aspect was suddenly life got clearer because there was no confusion about my relatability with women through that period because sex wasn't on the table. Mm. So that all of a sudden brought me to way more pure connections with women where I got to know them at a a degree of personal, like, bonds. And it wasn't because, well, they're physically attractive, so maybe I want to sleep with them. It was just, here we are, and I want to know all these inner workings of you just to know them so that we can establish an amazing connection. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty gritty with
0: people who know what they're talking about. This is advice for life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and thirty-day free trial at adviceforlifewithlynn.com/slash/Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I know I really watered that down. Kevin, please don't judge me. That's what he says, how it can make your life better. Hi, everybody. Yep, we're talking about sex today. Okay, this is an adult podcast. So don't email me and go, oh my gosh, my daughter listened. It's for adults. Um, And I share so much of myself in this podcast, I got to tell you, I'm a little apprehensive about sharing sex. But okay, I'll go ahead and be vulnerable right here. Sex is different for everybody. For me, in my 20s, it was an act. It was about getting off. It was very basic, animalistic. And in my 30s, it became a mother twice. So it was about love, about conceiving. And then I was just so damn tired that sometimes, honestly, a few times it felt like a chore. Okay, let's be real or an obligation. That's what you got to do. Not all the time. But yeah, okay, sometimes that's because of a whole host of reasons. A woman's body's changing or hormones change. She's dead, tired, can't pee alone. And it's pretty common for Stella to lose her groove. So it wasn't until I became single and really started taking care of myself recently That I realize sex can actually be so much more, a mutual exchange of love, vulnerability, freedom, pleasure. Wow. I'm still like, "Wow, huh, I didn't know this was possible." And it can make you so happy. Thank you, endorphins and all those chemicals in your brain. I remember recently... Oh my gosh, it's a true story, Kevin. Listen, he can't talk right now. But I remember recently after those chemicals were released into my brain, I was in my car in the pouring rain. I was stuck in traffic, racing to work, and I looked over at this train that was clipping at a high rate of speed, and I thought... Wow, look at that train. It's so beautiful. Look at the shiny metal. <laughs> look at the beauty in that machine. I was having a moment. Yeah. So if sex is, has that much power and energy to change your brain and your outlook on life, even for a little bit of time, can not having sex and channeling that power and energy into other areas of your life help you achieve what you want, help you feel the way you want to feel? Help you have the outlook that you've always wanted. Today, we're going to talk to a spiritual guru who says abstaining from sex did just that for him. Sound effects, please. Time for Lynn's Confessions. Top three things on my mind today. Number one, I wish women would talk more openly about their own pleasure. Like, it's okay. Number two, I remember when Granny, my Granny, God bless your soul, told me that sex was bad and sex hurt. Actually, she never said sex. She called it S-E-X. Poor thing. She was so wrong, Granny. You were so wrong. And number three, the third thing on my mind is I've become addicted to watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I'm so embarrassed to say. Please don't tell anybody, but they're so beautiful and I get so distracted on their wonderful, rich life. Yeah, it's mind numbing. Not something to be proud of. Has nothing to do with this podcast. Background check. The background on today's guest. Kevin Walton is a spiritual advisor, transformation specialist, activational speaker. I guess that means, like, not motivational. He'll tell us what that means. He probably wants you to go do something, not just get motivated. All right, what caught my attention about Kevin was one of his posts on Instagram recently. He said that when he became single, he made a life choice to become celibate, or at least, I guess, in that moment in time in his life. He says, I don't think he's going to be a priest, but he says he was, he said this was to channel his energy, especially sexual energy, to have a greater purpose and intent in life. And he says he's done this before, the no sex thing. Mm -hmm. Kevin says in the past, he's used sex as a way to connect, but not be too emotionally vulnerable to boost his self esteem, to feel wanted as a distraction from pain. We can all relate. Kevin says, the point of having sex is to get to know ourselves, the essence of who we are, to be a complete person. And maybe he doesn't say that <laughs> I'll fix that in this interview. He also says, when he approached sex in this way, he was able to be more vulnerable and experience intimacy in a far better way. Wow. Those are big lofty goals. Welcome, Kevin.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: All right. You said on Instagram, on your Instagram account, when you became single, you decided to abstain from sex. I had to say that like three times leading up (laughs) to because we were like, what? Why did you reach this decision?
1: Uh, It was really clear for me uh, because to me, it's important to be more purposeful and intentful in life and the things we do. Uh, When you realize just how powerful you are uh, and you realize how much you can utilize this power and really... Uh, progressive directions that are far more healthy. Uh, it's important, and part of when you're, you know, shifting out of a romantic relationship to then, you know, being single, taking time for yourself, it's easy to want to fill that void. It's easy to want to do something different, right? Just to not deal with going through the emotions of uh, of a breakup or of kind of figuring out what to do with your life from here after you're used to having someone there. And for me, knowing how powerful sexual energy is. I want to make sure that I'm clear on what I'm doing from here in this stage of my journey and how I can utilize that energy in more purposeful ways to take my life to its next stage.
0: Wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay. Yeah. This, this
1: all sounds good. So where were you, Kevin, in your life? So you were with somebody for how long? Uh, two and a half years in this round, but I guess it would probably be even better is to take you back to prior to that relationship uh-huh. when I was celibate for almost two years. Okay, so what what was going on in your life then? And then um, I had just ended the uh, relationship. I think a lot of let me just interrupt. A lot of married people can say I can relate. I've been yeah. saying, for <laughs> two years.
0: but you made a conscious choice, yeah, to be celibate. Okay, exactly. so what was going on in your life? Um,
1: when I uh, the relationship with my son's mother and I ended, mm-hmm. and um, that relationship we, we we had a lot of different things that kind of came up for us, and and. Uh, it was a lot of struggles in that. And for me, I realized all the ways I hadn't fully like loved myself and shown up in my greatest expression in that relationship. And when I took a break with that, um, I met a young lady. We had a very powerfully intense thing for like a month or two. And it, that kind of revealed to me where I was ready to love myself. Um, but we weren't on the same page there. It wasn't in the same wavelength. And when I realized the feelings that I had towards her, I found myself actually feeling vulnerable in a way I'd never allowed myself to before. And I wasn't afraid of it and it wasn't reciprocated that time we weren't in the same place and so she had her attention on someone else and something else and so this was a chance for me just to be with these feelings (laughs) okay hold on you're like
0: flying so fast because you're like a guy okay Mm -hmm. and i think women understand vulnerability but can you give me what does that mean specifically so you're in this relationship where you've for the first time, we're being vulnerable, mm-hmm. and it wasn't
1: reciprocated. What does that mean? So my definition of vulnerability is your ability to be your open, honest expression of self. hmm Fully. And what did that mean for you in that relationship, if I can just... Um, that I could be openly, open-hearted about the depth of feeling that I had. In, in relation to this person, uh, no matter how it's received.
0: Okay, so you're saying you unzipped your heart, that's what I like to call it, nice. and you r- 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 poured your heart out to her,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not worrying that, oh, she might not reciprocate, maybe exactly. she doesn't feel the same way, you just let it all mean, out. none of that mattered. Right, okay. And so when you poured your heart out and your love on her, and w- was it reciprocated or not?
1: No, like there was feelings that were... Resonant, but that wasn't the place that she was in. That wasn't the space that she was in.
0: Maybe she just didn't feel the same way about you. No offense. I mean, you're
1: great. Which is, I but- can absolutely be true. Um, and I am always open to that possibility too. For me, it was just seeing some of her own behavior patterns in relation to how we connected that there was something there, but she also was in this interesting space between someone that she was, um, had yeah. kind of connected with before me, but wasn't fully dedicated to, and that, and me showing up kind of. Brought all kinds of confusion and different possibilities, and for me to feel the way I felt, she didn't either want to do that, feel that same way, or, or couldn't. Couldn't. You know what I mean? But and the bottom so, line is,
0: you weren't getting. You were taking a chance, being vulnerable, being more real, being more authentic. Correct. And you weren't getting back what right. you wanted, you
1: felt you needed. Right. And it didn't matter. That was the difference. It was in this moment. I'm going to be open hearted and expressive, fully. Mm-hmm. No matter what. And then when it wasn't reciprocated, that's what really changed everything. Where it was, the, for me, a clear realization that when it comes to love, when it comes to feelings, when it comes to our experience, it's specifically for us. It's So, like, the love I felt in relation to her wasn't about her. Right. It was about me being able to feel this feeling and have this degree of of love for myself that when I do show up in that way in my life, I can share it from an actual, like, substantial, inexhaustible place, not, let me do these things for someone from fear, hoping I get love in return. Right, which most of us do. Exactly. We it haven't even gone on to the sex. This exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly.
0: I, no, I totally understand. So, yeah. Because I, I don't want to leave this point right here, because I think a lot of people, if we get to that point of self-awareness, like, I'm going to be my true, authentic self, mm-hmm in this relationship with you if it's not reciprocated a lot of people would continue the relationship or ignore the fact that it's not we're not getting our needs met or like you had you had some place in you that said this doesn't feel good or this isn't working for me or I want more I want different for myself I love myself too much to say am I wrong you're looking at me longing, like what the no, hell just, is she
1: saying <laughs> just take it there I get really clear when I focus on stuff um yeah in a way yes more more so though it was like it was a realization that I know I had things to work on especially after a relationship with my son's mom Right, I was clear mm-hmm. that there was things that I developed and things where I had not and I'm really one of the biggest things in my practice what I teach and what I do is you know knowing that a spiritual path is about a path of honesty and openness like how raw and honest can you be with yourself enough to know where you aren't being your fullest expression and so where I realized that in this dynamic that I had with this particular um, woman, it was the, the realization of where I hadn't been vulnerable enough to really experience true intimacy, which is just connection, right? Mm. bond. And in order to experience actual pure intimacy, it takes that vulnerability because vulnerability is you being in your open heart, that open expressiveness which is where we all connect. And that can be with any type of relationship, right? Friendship, romantic, family.
0: But when you get resistance, and of course I'm projecting, you can only speak from my own (laughs) experience, but when you, because that's happened to me, I've been, Mm -hmm. you know, I've said consciously, I'm going to be my authentic self in Mm -hmm. this relationship. I'm going to, and then when you're raw and you're real and you're yourself and you get some resistance.
1: Mm -hmm. That's the point, right? Because that's the key. When you experience the idea of it being, avoided or not met or not reciprocated or judged or judged perfect or judged all of that is a reflection of wherever your fear was in relation to being vulnerable and the only way to actually live in that state fully is for you to be able to face your fears in being it. like what if i'm vulnerable and no one accepts me or they don't argue with love and still realize you're okay because when you start doing that that's when you become that version of yourself that is so rooted and grounded in her authentic capacity that she starts developing and experiencing those enriched connections that follow and in order to get there you have to sift through where that isn't aligned.
0: Yeah but okay so I'm like a I think somewhat like a man like I think okay what do I do then so like let's mm-hmm. just say you're being your true authentic self you want a deep connection by right. by being your authentic self and somebody says you know you're talking way too much you're, you feel way too much mm-hmm. like water yourself down or whatever the judgment is, right? right? Or you feel judged. Maybe right. you're not being judged. Um, Beautiful awareness. So you're <laughs> like, oh, I'm getting some resistance. So like, do what do you do? Do you walk, do you get up and leave? Or do you just, you know, go meditate somewhere? Or do you like, you know, do you find a different relationship right. with a different person? So
1: in our practice, the first thing you do is check in with your feelings, right? It's the most important thing. Whatever experience is happening outside of you is a side effect. It's a reflection of whatever state you're in in relation to who you're asking yourself to be. So we first check in with that feeling. Okay, so I'm being open-hearted, right? I'm I'm showing up my vulnerability, willing to take this chance. And now what I'm witnessing in front of me is my own self-judgment through this person. And how do I feel about that? Right. Um, I feel, maybe I feel disregarded. Maybe I feel insignificant. Maybe I feel stupid. Mm -hmm. Then you get to look at those aspects as aspects of you you haven't loved yet. Ah. Right? Right. And this is the key to vulnerability. The only reason we're afraid to be vulnerable is because we believe there's something about us that if people knew... Oh, damn straight. ...we wouldn't be loved. Right,
0: of course. If I I am my real self, I won't be loved. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's rooted in all of us on some unconscious level or conscious.
1: And the key with consciousness, the thing that drives life, is for all of us to see ourselves realize. So this whole game, and this is going to go a little deep for this. In this game right? The game of limitation, which is all physical experience. This whole game is about where are you preventing yourself from loving at a greater capacity and your life experiences based on fear and limitation reveal that. So if you're going to be vulnerable and you hold back because someone shows up as if they're judging it, right? You are now realizing a space that you haven't loved in yourself yet, which means that's the aspect of yourself. You are now withholding Right. from accessing your greater potential, your greater power, your greater ability to create the life you mm. want. And so that's a huge key. And this is actually going to lead to the idea of, about sexual energy and why it's important to be more purposeful about it. Because um, what followed for me in this experience, when this happened, normally what you see is the old adage, right? Oh, I was vulnerable and this person didn't accept it. They didn't take right, it. Now I'm going right, to shut down right, and build right, my walls, right? right. right? Um, what I did was stay with the feeling
0: after the one month or two months
1: exactly And when you're vulnerable this thing, yeah when this thing ended I, mm-hmm. I wanted to stay with this feeling i was like what is this mm-hmm. and it felt amazing it felt intense yet because i wasn't afraid which is new territory for me because mm-hmm. as men like the idea of men was we don't feel our emotions we, don't, we won't get of we'll, course we'll right that whole distortion
0: yeah screw um, her i'm gonna go you exactly know, distract go, myself exactly i'll just go take this else. love
1: and do what i used to do and do casual flings all the time because right. i don't want to get that deep um, what I did was stay with it. And I was like, what is this feeling? And it's actually what I realized, um, what heartbreak actually is. And so we used to think heartbreak was somebody didn't mean expectation or disappointed us. And this love we have, this vulnerability we had got shattered. And now I feel all the, broken and all this pain and all these things when the truth is that feeling you have isn't pain at all. It's just so intense. That's the only thing we compare it to. What it actually, what you're actually feeling is your power. Hmm. is you are accessing a greater capacity of life force energy that we call love so that you can step into a more powerful, radiant, fully capacitated form of you by embodying more of the love in yourself. Now, when you know how to manage that, you step into this and you have more vitality than you've ever imagined. You have clearer sense of direction than you've ever imagined. Yet most of us feel that feeling and, like we do with pain I want to in numb most it. cases, get numb away it. from
0: it. So you're saying, well, hold on. I like talking about you because it really helps listeners, you know, connect with their own reality. Absolutely. Okay. So let's go back to you. So you broke up. Who broke up, by the way?
1: Um, it was kind of a mutual thing okay. when it was, yeah, it was actually very mutual. Like she mentioned how she felt, I mentioned how I felt, and it was okay.
0: Okay, so you broke up. You felt pain,
1: and I you asked yourself, power.
0: "Okay, well, for you, Kevin, yeah. it's good for you. <laughs> most of us would equate that with pain. You felt right. something. You were like, and you were like, you accepted it.
1: You exactly. You didn't try to push it. it away. Exactly. And that's really key. It's huge. That, that literally it. is the key to everything. Feel everything fully. Don't dwell on it. Just right. feel right.
0: I mean, that seems like a throwaway statement, everybody, but it's actually, I think, uh, the antidote to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, like, sometimes I'll be feeling sad, and I'll be like, why am I, fe-? I'll try to analyze it, why am I feeling sad, and what do I need to do, there's I doing to change it, when in fact, mm-hmm. you know, according to my guru therapist, she says, just stay with the feel, let yourself feel sad, don't analyze it, and don't dwell, and then let it pass through like a storm, I guess, you're like this clear body, and let it.
1: Go through. Is that what you're talking about? In a way, yes. Um, I have a practice on emotional intelligence that's a little more precise in essence, where you realize that there's six conduits of emotional energy. And emotions are messengers that provide insight to where you are in relation to where you're asking yourself to go. Mm. And when you're living more consciously, emotions are something you utilize to actually create more deliberately the reality you're asking yourself to experience. So emotions are far more comprehensive and far more um, tangibly utilized than people realize. Um, When you realize that, you actually approach it differently. So say sadness, for instance, right? Um, Sadness is one of the six conduits, but it's a gateway form. And there's a mature form to every emotion. And we'll just focus on sadness for this case, because if you want to bring me back on another day, we could talk specifically about emotions. Um, So sadness communicates two things. It will communicate where your distorted perception is, and for instance in your sadness, made up story what's up
0: sort of like your made up sorry to interrupt yeah. your made up
1: story your made up story in limitation Okay. so if you're feeling sad usually it's because you're perceiving something to be a lack a loss or an end mm-hmm. right when you realize what sadness actually communicates which is just the level of value you've given a connection that you've now you are now experiencing differently you'll actually take a moment and hear the sadness to go oh so what I'm realizing is this is how much I value this thing And it isn't that it's now lost to me. It's what I gained from what I gave value to is now giving me insight to take another forward step in my life.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about. Can you give me more? Yeah.
1: Sorry. No, it's perfect. So if sadness is showing up as an emotion, Uh an emotion, I guess this would be a good disclaimer. Emotions and feelings are two different things. True. Right? Okay. Beautiful. So the emotion communicates a state, Mm -hmm. right? That state would be, oh, I am now brokenhearted Kevin, I am now Kevin who's relationshipless, I am Mm. now um, you know, uh, betrayed because I thought I was going to be something, right? All those narratives. Now that feeling that's being communicated is what I just mentioned a moment ago just showing you where you haven't made peace with certain aspects of Mm, yourself.
0: Where you haven't accepted?
1: Exactly, where you have yet to accept yourself.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Right? And then with that information, then the emotion will leave. It, It goes on, so it literally shows up at your door, it's like, hey, Here's your feelings. Go ahead and handle those. And then it leaves. When we don't actually receive the message and we suppress it or we avoid it, that's when the emotion sits there and right. builds into a people sure. call a storm. Uh. Because it's like, it has to get louder to get your attention. So it comes over like, hey, you got these feelings. Here's your feelings. Right, And if you don't listen to that, then it goes, hey, hey, Damn hey, straight. hey. Hey, right? And it just gets louder. And then you, that's when you have to face it or you explode or whatever happens. If you just listen to it,
0: Mm-hmm. at and the feel beginning it.
1: and feel it, it will flow on its own. And then you can take that information and apply it to your life to make changes to whatever you want to make changes to. When we think that we have to get rid of it or we judge it because we think it's wrong or negative, which there's no such thing as a negative emotion. That's just our judgment because we're not paying attention to what it's actually saying. That's where we get misaligned. We store mm-hmm. emotions. We develop diseases because of it. We develop all these different misaligned things.
0: We are now getting to the sex part, guys. Please don't talk. <laughs> They're like, what the hell? We're talking about emotions. There's no sex. Okay, so you broke up with this girl. You had your feelings. Mm-hmm. You're very self-aware. You're like, how am I going to do me differently? And then where did you get to the point you're like, you know what? I'm going to keep my pants up."
1: Right after this. So when we ended, I, I, I was like, okay, whatever's happening with me, I want to know what this is. I want to take time for me because I want to be able to heal and align my stories with women, my stories with myself, whatever was going on. Because right, something was here. Here, I just went through a relationship where I was feeling all this stuff that I wasn't addressing and didn't feel loved in certain ways. Now, here's the moment where I feel insanely loved and it still isn't met. So, what's going on in my right, reality? Right. So, then I was like, I'm just going to take time. And I didn't have a set date to it. Right, I just decided. And then it ended up being almost two years. What I realized in that time period when I first chose to be celibate for that long was what sexual energy actually was, what masculine and feminine energy actually is, but more important than that, well, that's actually really important, but another important aspect was suddenly life got clearer because there was no confusion about my relatability with women through that period because sex wasn't on the table. Mm. So that all of a sudden brought me to way more pure connections with women where I got to know them at a, at a degree of personal, like, bonds, And it wasn't because, well, they're physically attractive, so maybe I want to sleep with them. It was just, here we are, and I want to know all these inner workings of you just to know them so that we can establish an amazing connection.
0: I really don't know how many Kevins there are on this earth who say that. So basically, it's like becoming a friend first, connecting Mm -hmm. with a human, or I guess on a spiritual level, connecting spiritually first, Mm -hmm. and then a deeper level. Exactly.
1: And then because of that, it actually forged more greater bonds with everyone, men and women. Because suddenly, I was just more vulnerable, open, and intimate from that pure place. There was no agenda. There was no anything. Now, through the course of that, I still had sexual drive, sexual, you know, like attraction, sexual energy. And then it became this navigational thing of what is this energy I feel? Um, how do I manage this to this degree? Especially when I got to about a year in, in right? And then, and suddenly, um, I started tapping into the, these greater insights about this energy, and I started exploring what was it that drove me to want to have sex? What was this thing I was after? And when I started exploring that, I started looking at the makeups of you know my mental identifications, my patterns of behavior. Um, and what I realized was that the thing that drives us all in sex is to know ourselves completely. Hmm. Because every person has masculine and feminine energy in them. It, mm-hmm. is, a, it is an in, in, innate relationship in all life. Without that dynamic of energy, there's no creation. So that partnership flows through everything, flows through us. And based on our relationship with ourselves, right, however we manage that, is exactly how all of our relationships outside of us show up. Hmm. So my relationship with myself is a reflection with every relationship I have outside of me. If I struggle to communicate with certain people, it's because I'm struggling to be clear and communicate with myself. If I'm not honest with certain people in regards, I don't know how honest I am with myself. If I am less supportive of other people, I am less supportive of myself. If I want people to just love me and validate me so much that I go beyond to please them and completely ignore my own well-being, right? That is also showing me how I treat myself and then that's usually when you experience people taking advantage of you or you feel disregard or disrespect outside of you because that's exactly what you're doing to yourself mm. so now in this journey I got a chance to just be with me and then I got a chance to focus on what I was building in my life my relationship with my son and what it meant to be me and with this energy Knowing that sexual energy is just life force energy, right? We think of it as the energy in sex because we equate sexual energy with sexual experience and act. Right. But sexual energy just means it is powerful, creative life force energy, hmm. right? The, the charge of, you know, prana, chi for anyone who does yoga and who knows all that stuff, right? Um, if you're into ancient Kemet or Egypt, it's Sekhem. Now, this energy is what we utilize in our lives in every single moment. And you're either using it in a way that's more purposeful and deliberate to harness it more, to experience more vitality in the body, or you're just wasteful with it and you end up feeling drained, exhausted, and you're just as undisciplined with your life, right? So if you don't command your attention, if you don't know how to properly manage your schedule, if you don't, you know, if you're not disciplined about what you eat, all these things are reflections of where you aren't in tune with yourself. And because sexual energy is so powerful, if you aren't managing that in a deliberate way that also shows up in your reality. And that's why people get so crazy sometimes with sex or they want more, they don't want more. It's confusing with someone because you have this strong sexual attraction, but the relationship dynamics are a mess and you have all these different things. It's all reflective of this innate power everyone has and your lack of awareness of how to manage it and use it in a way that is more beneficial to you. And then as a side effect, more beneficial to how you show up in humanity.
0: So what is your advice for people
1: on how to... Use your sexual energy in a positive way. So, take time. Just like so, just like your emotions, right? Just like you have emotions, and you want to be able to feel that. When you have that sexual desire and drive, take time just to feel it for a minute, without to just feel the acting. sexual drive. Yeah, feel that energy, and uh, channel it through the body, and which you can do through breath, like in just a quick. Kind of example in breath work, if you take a deep breath into your belly, right through the nose, Mm -hmm. and when you exhale it, um, you squeeze the pelvic floor, Mm -hmm. squeeze the pelvic muscles, and you draw the energy up, and you imagine yourself channeling the energy through the body, you will start to develop more vitality in the body. And you're taking this energy that maybe you just normally spill away, and you'd harness it differently.
0: So instead of touching yourself... Instead of touching
1: yourself, sit with it and let it flow through the body. And, and the key to this isn't so that you can live a life without sex. It's that when you do choose to have sex with someone, it becomes a way more sacred, purposeful, um, powerful act of intention. And that's how you can also use it for manifestation, right, for enriching bonds.
0: How can you use sex, sexual energy? Mm-hmm. For manifestation, to manifest what you want in your life.
1: So you know how, how manifestation works, right? You, you have thoughts. You have um, visualization images in your mind. Um, thoughts by themselves do nothing, though, right? Manifestation doesn't come from your thoughts alone. It comes from the feeling that you give a thought that drives it into right. materialization. So sexual energy is that same conduit. If you were to harness that energy within you, even in the act of sex, or just sitting with the energy itself, and you visualize what you're asking yourself to create in your life. You harness this energy, and you now charge the thought, the vision, with that energy.
0: So you're saying if you're not having sex, you're harnessing that energy, sort of like putting it in a suitcase, and you can use it to manifest other things that you want in your life?
1: Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, almost like the suitcase of your body like okay. when you channel it through your body, you're storing it in your cells, you're storing your atoms, like you're literally charging your body hmm. full of energy that you could utilize at any moment in the most amazing way.
0: Can't you do both? Can't you be having yes. great sex and manifest other things in your life? One
1: hundred percent. It's just be more purposeful. When you take time to actually like for me, choosing to be celibate
0: mm-hmm. is the
1: practice of dedicating your personal mastery to harnessing the energy.
0: Say that again. The practice so of being celibate. The practice is? of being
1: celibate is the, is the practice of Developing personal mastery of sexual energy, hmm. so that way, then you can use it when you're in the act with another person in a far more masterful way. That can strengthen your bond as partners. That can strengthen because um, even when you have sex with someone, right, you can do that same thing in the act. Channel the energy through you differently, and this goes into like certain tantric practices and things that are. So tantricism. you just, I mean,
0: I I know, I mean, I don't know if everybody got that maybe I didn't get that I hear what you're saying so you're saying if you're more purposeful
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you're not just having sex getting off or going through the motions it's like a, you're describing a feeling and energy something deeper
1: than that exactly like, so if, say for instance your intro right where you were speaking on how sometimes you do because you felt like it was a duty sometimes mm-hmm. you would feel like certain things right your intention with it mm-hmm. is coming from that identity so you experience it according to your identity I see. Right. If you step into it with a different viewpoint, a different perception, you'll use it differently and experience it differently.
0: So if you say, my intention with this act is to connect with myself and the other person,
1: Mm -hmm. that's what you're going to get. Exactly. And not just get that, you will experience a far more sensual connection. You will experience far more um, heightened degrees of pleasure. And your bond with your partner will be way more molded and solidified, and you guys will feel each other and know each other to degrees you couldn't even imagine.
0: I have felt that. Yeah. So, and that makes sense, like when, you know, you have a thing between you two, like I always call it a thing, like let's just mm-hmm. say something that's unresolved, mm-hmm. it's like an energy, like even though things seem okay on the surface, there's still something between you, when that isn't resolved, especially for women. For sure. Um, <clears throat> It, feel, it shows up in sex.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And part of that is, is the nature of how masculine and feminine energy works. And with women, because um, in, based on the dynamics of masculine and feminine energy and the feminine archetype, women are much more uh, experience sex at a more emotional level first as their base level functioning. And because of the nature of masculine energy in men at a base level functioning, we experience the energy more as a physical context mm-hmm. when you both each mature and evolve you experience it more holistically. So, men can tap more into their emotions and feel more into the experience, not just the physical sensation. And women can then tap into the bridge of the emotional context and the physical sensation to allow them to have, uh, to open up to greater experiences so that you can orgasm in, in different ways. Because a lot of women don't, not um, a lot mm-hmm. of women experience orgasms, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of different no, poor things. blockages. I know, right? What oh, I mean, is so a service to humanity? God, yes. so, <laughs> so, being able to. To recognize that is huge. And part of that is that level that we talked about of vulnerability and intimacy is so important uh, to be able to manage those kinds of experiences. And to really experience the innateness of life, you, it, is, it is dire that you, you connect to your emotions. And if you aren't connected to your own sexual energy, if you don't know how to harness that energy properly, you aren't connecting your emotions. And your life will be just as disconnected. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, there's this intrinsicness to understanding how sexual energy works because, again, it's more than sex. It's life force energy. And not just life force energy to create a baby, life force energy to sustain and create an expansive life. So, how, and you've
0: already answered it, but I'm asking this in different ways mm-hmm. so we can really get it. How can we connect to our sexual energy?
1: So, ways to get in tune with your body, mm-hmm. right? Having more sensual experiences with your body, how to feel into yourself more take time like when you say you wake up in the morning and you take a shower and you're taking a shower take time to really feel the sensations in your body take time to if you're putting lotion on or coconut oil I like coconut oil if you put coconut oil on your body you take time to feel that take time to notice that when you're feeling the sexual drive to this person what if you suddenly took your attention off this person and just felt the sexual energy in you
0: well I mean I hate to sound selfish but a lot of times I do feel that way I'm like well
1: you know I am pretty
0: hot <laughs> I mean awesome. not like you know what right? I mean like yeah. It's,
1: and now take it with that same constant. It sounds
0: narcissistic, as I'm right. kind of judging myself. But yeah, right. I guess because I'm not used to it.
1: Exactly, right? You can, you can take that constant and go, well, I'm pretty hot and I love this feeling. <laughs> now go deeper, right? And what does this feeling feel like in my body? How does my body respond? What do I do with my body when I'm feeling this energy? And where are my thoughts go? And where am I feeling the energy the most? And can I feel this energy in my entire body? Which the answer is yes, by the way. But can I feel this and sustain that full body body gasmness? And and we like to like test constant you know degrees of human capacity. Can I feel this energy and actually feel this type of feeling the entire day?
0: Mm, like the train, right, exactly, <laughs> right? Can I actually live train. and go? Oh.
1: <laughs> and something that just carries on about the day, right? right. It's like there's so much. <clears throat> To the human capacity that we're barely scratching the surface of now, but we're in that era where this is possible. And the more that we take dedicated time to know ourselves, the greater access that we have to show up in our fullest expression, and because of that, the greater enrichment of relationships we can develop.
0: What if, is it possible to be, for it not to be mutual for you to, because, you
1: know, people don't grow at the same time.
0: Absolutely. So can, can you still benefit by doing that work on yourself?
1: You can, um, in my experience, something always comes to an impasse, mm-hmm. right? If, if you're shifting at a certain degree, your partner at some point will have to shift with you for you guys to grow on the same path, be on the same page. If someone continues to shift and tap into greater space, and the partner doesn't, um, that usually brings it to a, uh, to an impasse where it's like I. Th- think our lives are moving in two different directions now we think differently, we function differently it doesn't and it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with either person. It just means that suddenly we may not resonate the same space anymore and is that something we want to work on together, or do we want to just follow our um this this inspiration and see what life is like? is that what other?
0: happened to you in you know the two month relationship um, or
1: with that one it was yeah it's kind of like because kind of going into that it felt like it wasn't something that was going to be um Continuing. It surprised me the feeling that came up mm-hmm. in that experience. Within you? Within me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what is this? You kind of hit me like a brick. It was really intense. Um, and so, and that's also probably why I realized what it was. But with my previous partner that I was with for two and a half years following my celibacy, because that was the other thing. When I finished that celibacy run, the partner I, I then um, connected with, it was such a beautiful opportunity with all the insight I had tapped into during the celibacy to now explore and. For that two and a half years, what I realized was I had all this new insight and we were very deliberate in our exploration when it came to sexual energy and, and intimacy and intentfulness. And, and we would utilize the energy with a purpose. And this is also why I'm expressing taking time to be with it. And you, you could be celibate for a week, a month, whatever. It doesn't have to be a couple of years like I did, but enough time for you to get familiar with how you function with your own energy. So that way when, when, you, when you connect with your partner, you know how to use that energy within that experience to create a more powerfully pleasurable um, healing expansive experience and harness that energy to move it in directions that sees life progress forward and manifest amazing things and know that there's so much more to this energy than just a sexual experience Hmm. so in our journey together um, we would tap into those spaces and, and explore it and for me that relationship revealed a lot in terms of where i was on point with certain things these insights and where i still had room to develop and grow as a partner. In that dynamic and then you're you're navigating life in that way and so when our relationship came to a close we kind of got to a place in that same token where we're realizing where we at right now there's specific things to our individual paths that are necessary for us to be our greatest expression and that even if there was a chance for us to be together it would be down the road when we've tapped into greater spaces because right now this space is necessary because she has things to figure out for herself and I have things to do for me so when we ended my choice immediately it wasn't even a question was get back to the celibacy aspect because now all the insight I gained from that experience and all the love I felt for her and still feel for her, I'm now going to channel this and create more with it and explore more of the capacity with it. And that was my choice to, to be celibate is I don't just want to hop into something with somebody else. I, everything I do in my life is very purposeful and intentful. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to take all these insights and now channel it because there's always another level, another degree, another opportunity. And I want to continue to enrich that. How, how does that. porn um, play into all of this? So porn is like is is what, one thing that you would recognize as a distortion, especially now, mm-hmm. right? Because there used to be some porn in the 70s, 80s, that was a little more tasteful and mm-hmm. artistic and things like that. And now it's just kind of got to that distorted raunchiness. Um, when you think of life, you're either in an alignment or in a distortion. Mm-hmm. And... The distortions are where we hold ourselves back, where we are limited, and where we experience fear. And then we make choices from that that perpetuate that experience, and that's what we call the distortion. So sex is no different. If I approach sex from a fear-based functioning, a limited capacity, I just want to get something to not feel, or I just want to get off, or I just want to feel like a matter, you can't constantly reinforce that. And so then because of certain distortions in relation to masculine and feminine energy which this itself would be an enormous topic to explore. So I'll just give you this little little aspect. Um, What we're witnessing right now in life is the rise of the divine feminine, right? And that's women stepping into power being women not acting like men, and men tapping more into their feminine aspect to be able to hold space for women in a way that we never have for the past 2,000 years, Mm -hmm. on a collective level, Mm -hmm. right? So now in that, what we've experienced as a distortion was the judgments that we each had on each other about that. And even within ourselves, So like, I know tons of women who judge judge their feminine aspects like crazy because they think that they have to have this masculine edge to succeed in life and do all those things, Mm -hmm. and they cut a portion off. Um, And so when you're thinking about the distortion of sex, it's the same concept. So think about most porn that you see is so degrading to women and Mm -hmm. so distorted concepts of that because of this concept of men wanting to feel superior, but because women are so powerful, and men are going to have to own up to that one day. That in every dynamic, it is the, the innate nature of a woman that creates such a, an effect of how that power in a relationship can be utilized, that they have to be honored and seen in a certain way. But when we're functioning from a distortion, we're looking to feel more significant and safe and powerful based on our dominance of things outside of us, which is an illusion. Men in general or just people? People in general. I see. But because we're living in a patriarchal society right mm-hmm. now, the man's approach to that and that distortion has been louder because we've utilized our place to suppress women until now. And so that plays out in everything else. So you see porn play that out constantly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's all the constant um, suppression of emotion and self-realization that we witness when you see things that are um, disregarding, disrespectful, distasteful um, towards anyone. And so when it comes to porn, it is a, it is a distortion of, the essence of sexual energy. Okay, because um, porn is dedicated specifically to the physical aspect, right. right? The flesh, that thing, which is such a small portion of what sex is about. And it also creates very distorted concepts of it. Like for boys growing up, if we look oh, at yeah, porn and we're sure. masturbating, right? Our, we, we don't just create different distortions in the mind about mm-hmm. sex and about women, we also develop certain physical patterns of behavior. That shortened our ability to, say, sustain sex to have longer orgasms without ejaculation, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. if I'm always looking at porn and masturbating to porn and ejaculating to porn, I'm linking up in my brain and my body that my orgasm automatically equates to ejaculation. Mm -hmm. Yet, if I knew how to harness sexual energy, as men, we can have multiple orgasms without ejaculating at all and harness that energy in a completely different way. Yes. Right? Which And that is a huge thing. So... When, and, and I actually did experiment with this when, when I was younger is like masturbating with like watching porn and not watching porn and it's two completely different experiences
0: yeah yeah Yes. you know what I mean and <laughs> that's what so, I think most people would agree it's like, right yeah. like it's,
1: it's your, where you're placing your attention your approach your awareness of self like if I'm focused on me and the energy in the body I am way more explorative right when well,
0: you're watching porn you're thinking about, you're watching right. this putting exactly somebody else it's
1: this, and so it's such a surface level thing and that creates more distortion because it's all distortion in life is when we think everything we want and in, are in after has to come from outside of us mm. any approach to life we take is in the distortion when we do that because it's untrue What is the truth? The truth is that everything in life is an internal cause, external effect, that you have everything within you, and your life is a journey of how quickly you can remember that to utilize it in a more purposeful way. Everything in your life is an internal... Cause, external effect. So when you're going outside to look for something to feel in you, or you're blaming someone outside of you for how you feel, Mm -hmm. you are acting in complete contradiction to nature.
0: When you blame what happens, I know this is totally off subject. I don't even well, know if I want necessarily to keep this. It in is. <laughs>
1: um, when you're blaming someone, what you're doing is you are holding yourself to the limitation you're in. So if I'm used to being this way, and the idea of growing scares me, I have to find ways to reinforce my belief to be right and to keep it being a self fulfilling prophecy. And so if I believe myself to be someone who's miserable, and all of a sudden amazing things are happening in life if I don't adjust my identity to match it, I'll start doing things that reinforces the narrative to stay limited. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, it's good now, but something's going to happen, right? right? And it'll have like, see, I told you, and I knew you couldn't be trusted because blah, 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 as opposed to what was I doing? What choices was, was I making that led to me experiencing that?
0: Manifesting, exactly. unconsciously,
1: basically. Exactly. And so mm. like, judge, and judgment is a way for that. The way we judge things, it's like, I'm going to judge you As an aspect of me, I don't want to accept or address, so I don't have to deal with it. Because as long as I can point the finger at you, I don't have to deal with my own stuff. Right. That is so true. You know what I mean? And that's literally why we do it. To avoid having to deal with things that we're too busy wanting to avoid. Because we think it's wrong rather than an opportunity to be more of our greater capacity. Well,
0: there's that old saying, one finger pointing at you, three pointing back at me. Exactly. Look at the three pointing back at me. Okay, so I just want to go over it. It's always so helpful to everybody listening to go over All this great information, what you just uh, said. So some of your tips, correct me if I'm wrong, you said take time to feel your sexual drive, your energy, Mm -hmm. feel the feeling. Mm -hmm. Number two, harness the energy within you, especially the sexual energy within you. Visualize what you want. Be more purposeful with your sex Mm -hmm. or with everything you're doing in life. Everything, yeah. Three, have an intention before you have sex on Mm -hmm. how you want to feel.
1: Um, how you want to feel and what you want out of the experience? Okay,
0: which helps being purposeful. Mm-hmm. And number four, connect with your sexual energy by
1: um, tapping into, like, breathing with it. Right. Um, getting more sensual with yourself, feeling more into. Put the cream on deliberately. Yeah. deliberately feel shower how it feels. deliberately. Feel the water on your skin <laughs> right. without right. the
0: intention of I'm going to get off. It's exactly. Just...
1: It's like just to feel it. Okay. Just to feel it. And, 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 you'll, and you'll experience it all kinds of ways. Like sometimes I go swimming in the ocean uh-huh. right, and at nighttime. And um, sometimes I'll be in a swimsuit. Sometimes I won't. And that feeling of being in that energy is an amazingly arousing feeling because you're feeling such heightened power of the earth. You go in the ocean
0: at night mm-hmm. naked. Mm-hmm. Sometimes.
1: sometimes. <laughs> and when you feel that without like something in the way, there is this arousing feeling because you're tapping into a greater expansive idea of yourself. And that's what I mean when I say sex is a way for us to tap into knowing the self completely. Because every time we come together as men and women, or women and women and men and men, because it's mostly about the energy, then it is just about the physicality. You're tapping into like a polarized essence of you, where someone is being more feminine, someone's being more masculine, and that polarization creates an amazing connection to self. To self. And that's why in every sexual experience... When there's a clear polarity of masculine and feminine as opposed to two people being in their masculine or two people being in their feminine, the polarization of it is what creates the most passionate experiences. And when you're in that space, you discover so much more about yourself that when you're in that intentful in the sexual encounter, you feel beyond yourself into the other person and the wholeness in the moment. And that's why orgasm is such a pleasurable feeling, because it is a glimpse into your divine nature, and mm. your wholeness and divinity feels like an orgasm all the time, in every instant.
0: Wouldn't that be nice, guys? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> an <laughs> orgasm 24-7. All the time. <laughs> My life is one orgasm. It's amazing. Why didn't anybody tell me this? Hashtag right? <laughs> orgasms for life. Okay. <clears throat> What is your, to review, uh, one sentence, what is your best advice for life on, God, man, what's the I, this is the <laughs> first time I've ever stumped myself. What's your best advice for life on how to use your sexual energy for greater purpose?
1: Awesome. Treat your sexual energy more sacred so that you use it in more purposeful ways to enhance your life. Treat your sexual energy as something sacred so that you can utilize it more purposeful to experience yeah, more progressive and rich life. So
0: you already know me that I need to hear that twice. <laughs> so, and get out of your head.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Because that's, that's all conflict takes place of us getting caught in our head. When you get into your body more, when you feel more, you're, you're getting out of the way and you're tapping into something so much more expansive. And so if you can, if you can become more present to how you feel in the moment you'll become way more purposeful and masterful with everything you do.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Okay, everybody, so go out and not have sex and put that (laughs) cream on deliberately. (laughs) Yes, yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin. All right, if you want to get in contact with Kevin, you can find him on Instagram. That's where I found him. He's got a great account. Under Source Radiance, Mm -hmm. Source Radiance, R-A-D-I. Just put in Source and R-A and you'll find it. (laughs) Or his website called unlimited creative potential dot com unlimited creative potential dot com a reminder to everybody, submit your questions on com, And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.